the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly Set love, the free. Set, the captives. Set the captives free. Free. Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Give up a chance. Give up your heart. Love never fails. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with a friend of mine. I'm so grateful to have you in the studio, Keith. Uh, Keith Koo, who is the founder and managing partner of Guardian Insight Group, uh, a strategic advisory firm whose clients include Fortune 500 companies and startups. And he's also the creator and host of Silicon Valley Insider Radio Show and Podcast and a member of the California Cybersecurity Task Force on and on several boards and nonprofits, including the Interagency Advisory Committee on Apprenticeships. Welcome to the show, Keith. Thanks, Vanessa. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so super excited to have you here. Um, you know, today I was hoping that we could talk a little bit about, you and I have done quite a few things together. Well, first of all, we both worked at Cisco in our past lives, and yep. uh and, uh, you know, so we know what that's like. And um, I don't know about you, but that was just a really fun experience for me. And certainly um, super grateful for the many years and many things that I've learned um, that I'm now using uh, to support the people, underserved members of our community that we serve uh, to gain sustainable jobs in IT. And, and um, I've been so grateful th- then to come back to you and um, and and talk to you about some of the things that we're doing, uh, namely around becoming a, a pre-apprenticeship program for in the cybersecurity space uh, for you know the state of California and the work that you're doing um, to establish apprenticeships. And there's another sort of con- a point of convergence there. And I wanted to have a discussion a little bit about uh, your passion as it relates to cybersecurity and also as it relates to apprenticeships and why you think this is the right time uh, for for both of these things to come to the forefront. So I want to just um, start there, Keith, maybe just take us through your background and then how you got into um, this this work, both in the cybersecurity space and also as in, in terms of apprenticeships. Oh, thanks, Vanessa. That's a great question. And I, I, how I got into this confluence of cybersecurity and apprenticeship does actually go back to the early days of when we were at Cisco. Uh, I, I speak often how I've been blessed to work with a number of leading companies around the world. But Cisco always has a special place in my heart because of the dot-com era, dating myself a little bit. And um, to the point where I actually own the Cisco Alumni Facebook group, which is very active with a lot of folks. Not that they got super wealthy. Some, of course, did. But it was more about that time during the dot-com era. We were, we were speaking about technology innovation in terms of dog years. And it was really a special time where it was a, uh, our mantra was act rationally first, act, ask for forgiveness later. If we broke something. <laughs> yes. And, and it really, break some it, glass, go break some glass. Yeah. And really the, <laughs> the corporations today are, are much more, including Cisco are much more cautious, but that was just a special time in uh, technology. So at Cisco, Two of my primary functions over the almost 10 and a half years I was there collectively was either in M&A integration where every company Cisco acquired, I had to bring the technology in 
And a lot of times it was with cyber companies or before we even called it a cybersecurity company. And then after the dot-com crash, I was working on partnerships and suppliers. And a lot of the companies we worked with happened to be cybersecurity vendors. So throughout my career since Cisco, I've been having an oversight role in terms of looking at the partner vendor community up until the Bank of Tokyo, where I was leading third-party risk management, which incorporates elements of cybersecurity, business continuity, incident management. And that's where it became really apparent that we have a critical skills gap in the United States that as attacks increase, as cyber threats increase, we're not keeping up with qualified individuals. And there's a lot of discussion about what makes a qualified cybersecurity individual versus any technology field. And so that's really where the confluence comes in. Uh, The state of California has an apprenticeship program, Division of Apprentice Standards, and the interagency for developing apprenticeships is a subcommittee related to that. There are over 70,000 open cybersecurity jobs in California right now. And those jobs, the number hasn't really changed in the last 18 months. Sometimes it's 73,000, sometimes it's 69,000, but generally 70,000. Whether you're thinking about traditional four-year college education, that's not alone going to satisfy the labor shortage in California. And so I'm going to pause because I know you have a lot of passion around this too, uh, but just to finish that thought is that it's going to take more than a four-year education. It could take a two-year education. It could take a qualified apprenticeship. And so my passion has been how do you help all communities, specifically underserved communities as well, take advantage of these untapped job markets. And that's where the cybersecurity and the apprenticeship relates together. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and, and I'm, you know, of the same mind when I heard that there were something like 7 million vacancies uh, across the globe uh, related to cybersecurity, I was like, oh my gosh, this is an untapped need. And yet we know that there are some um, heightened requirements for many of those positions. And, you know, I mean, when you think about um, we have, there's a lot of vacancies for data scientists and that's partially because there aren't a lot of people who think like that, right? And who can, who are prepared to do um, that kind of analysis or, you know, um, have that kind of experience or, or education. Um, but I believe that in the cybersecurity space, there are several roles that are accessible to a someone who has only gone to school for two years or maybe someone um, in our case who's um, gone, come through the Love Never Fails IT Biz program and has achieved a Google IT certification or a Cisco, um, Cisco uh, uh, certified technician certification. And they are, you know, ready to be trained, right? So they're going to need some on-the-job training, but they have demonstrated a commitment to, tech, to learning technical skills and, and uh, concepts and an aptitude. And so, um, you know, the, and, and so the, we're kind of in this space where there's this discussion, I think, about um, it, it's almost like the elephant in the room. Like, can can they actually do it? Can they actually fill those roles? And so what I like about what's happening is, um, you know, obviously everyone knows that my heart is to lift up the underserved and under resourced. But you know, at the end of the day, it has to make business sense for corporations to invest in it. And what I like about what the committees are doing, the one you're on, and there's a few others that I'm, I'm leaning into, is that they're actually becoming very prescriptive. I want to talk a little bit about that. They're becoming very prescriptive about the kind of skills that are needed. You know, if you do X, Y, and Z, if you learn X, Y, and Z, then you get entree to this uh, this new uh, opportunity. And I like that because I need it to be made very clear as an as a provider of education, right, to these students. I need them to know, I need to know, and I need to be able to articulate to them, here's the threshold. So um, we're actually, we're going to take a quick break because we're approaching uh, the end of our, of our segment. And I know this, I feel, I could tell, I could tell, Keith, we're going to get into it. So we're going to take a quick break. I just want to remind uh, those that are uh, listening in, we still, because of COVID-19, we have um, moved all of our classes online. 
and all of our classes are available to any underserved members of the community. Um, you can uh, sign up today for a self-study. So we have two different programs running. We have a hybrid program, which is a grant-funded program, um, and we have a cohort coming up uh, starting on September 24th, and it'll run through December, and that'll be a Google IT cohort. That's a hybrid grant-funded program. And then we have free self-study classes. And I want to encourage you, if you want to just put your toe in the water, you're mem- you know, maybe you're unemployed, maybe you're low income, go ahead and sign up today. It's at loveneverfailsus.com forward slash ITBiz. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk about those standards, if you will, that are being set so that more people know how to jump in the water. We'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash, consolidation, and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. All right, and welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Keith Koo, who is the founder and managing partner of Guardian Insight Group, and also participates in the Interagency Advisory Committee on Apprenticeships, as well as the Governor's Task Force. Uh, uh, cyber ta- cybersecurity task force. And so we're so grateful to have you on, Keith. Um, and we were just talking about, you know, these standards now that are starting to, um, I think, be a little more clear and um, really frame out how someone might actually uh, uh, gain access to a cybersecurity apprenticeship. Can you take us through a little bit about how that's happening and, and where that stands? Yeah. Absolutely. And it's funny because we, in the first segment, we're talking about our background at companies like Cisco. And when I got involved with the governor's task force and the agency on apprenticeships, it was interesting because the, the first conversation I had, which ties into your question, was nicely telling the group creating the curriculum for cyber education that this isn't necessarily how industry actually hires candidates. And it's being run by a professor who's an academic. And really that was the epiphany for the whole group that in order to have a public private partnership in terms of establishing apprenticeship qualification or program, which is what the professor is doing in the curriculum, which was, which was submitted uh, just a month ago and then creating programs for, in this case, all the Cal States and community colleges to be able to tap into. You really want to create something that, the hiring company or industry can actually ingest. And so earlier you talked a little bit about data science. So when we think about technology careers, it's easy to jump into, you need to go to a recognized university. You need to get a computer science degree and you need to come out fully minted. And now you can go get a job at Google or Facebook or what have you. Um, The challenge with that is that is still a very specific skill set and qualification to get there, but that isn't necessarily what you need for these 70,000 cybersecurity jobs. These cybersecurity jobs run the gamut of analyst or um, engineer or technician, but those can have different meanings. And why I want to say that is the first thing we did when we looked at the curriculum was, why don't we set the curriculum that only if you're going to go into some type of advanced, actually developing the cybersecurity solutions, you're actually writing the software and the algorithms to detect certain types 
of attacks or certain types of threats, that probably requires a higher level math. But if you are an analyst or monitoring logs, it's more important actually to have some minimum level of skill. But we actually talk a lot, which is never really talked about technology, around the soft skills, the behavioral science and analytics of that. So I came out at a time where in technology, people could have English degrees, sociology degrees, psychology degrees, liberal arts degrees. We've gone the other way where that's not really possible anymore for certain highly technical skills. But we forget about all the other jobs around that. And when we talk about jobs, these are jobs that on the market, not the apprenticeship, you could be making between you know, eighty dollars to $150,000 a year. So now we throw the apprenticeship program in there, and it is quite reasonable expectation to make 50000 to 100000 a year starting right. off as an apprentice. So how do we get those jobs into the hands of people that might not have even a four-year degree, but definitely have the skill set? I'm going to exactly. pause just for a second if you have any questions, but there's more to this. So, Yeah, no, I, I was just going to throw out there that I had the opportunity to participate in a uh, workshop uh, that was put on by the National Convergence Technology Center um, CTC, and it was around a, a mechanism called BUILT, Business and Industry Leadership Team. And I know that that's a framework that is being utilized um, to kind of do exactly what you're talking about, which is no longer are we going through this academic ex- exercise or even, um, you know, saying you must have a four-year university, a four-year degree in order to do these jobs. Instead, what we're saying is, let's go to the employers and say, what do you need to fill job X, Y, and Z? What skill sets do you need? And let us design a curriculum that is tailor-made for you and your needs. As long as you commit to hiring, I'll commit to, uh, you know, to developing the people. And that concept is really what started me thinking about what I'm doing today, right, with IT biz. Um, and, but, you know, it's, it's easier said than done. I mean, it, it, there's so many, um, there's so many uh, risk factors, right, associated with it. And again, people have to believe that, um, that people that have never had careers in tech and never gone to college are going to be able to succeed at some of these these tasks, if you will. And so I think that's kind of where we are. But anyway, go ahead. You, you had some other, you wanted to go keep going. So uh, please feel free to kind of chime in here. So I know that there's a lot of emphasis right now on cybersecurity just because of the 70,000 open unfilled jobs in the state of California. But I want to step back a little bit that the actual program started by governor Brown and then passed on to governor Newsom and governor Newsom had a, uh, one of, um, one of the highlights of his campaign was to set up an apprenticeship program. His target was to fill 500,000 apprenticeships in the state before the end of his second term, if he has a second term, which most likely he will. So by 20, let's say by 2029, the concept of having 500,000 apprenticeships, cybersecurity with the 7,000, 70,000 number being an anchor, but the interagency committee that I'm a part of, we actually tackle all technology jobs. And so it could be system administration, it could be database, it could be networking. I'm personally, beyond cybersecurity, leading the effort on creating the networking program. So the cybersecurity program is pretty much finalized and done. And so these other programs are next to address the hundreds of thousands of apprenticeships that we want to create. And so we refer to minimum qualifications as MITCs or minimum industry training criteria. Now, I'm not an acronym guy, so this is something where I've had to learn. And I just basically say these are minimum standards that doesn't say four-year degree. It says these are the minimum skill set standards in order to qualify for a state job or a public or private sector job. And that's what we've been working on. Uh, I do want to put in a quick plug and people can email us at info at svn.biz. I don't know when we're going to air the show, but September 2nd, there is the California Governor's Cyber Task Force convening. It's a half a day. Um, It's a virtual event. So thousands of people can sign up for that. And we will be talking about apprenticeships. And I'm actually going to be leading the panel on diversity and inclusion, which will include 
Secretary, Deputy Secretary Michael Younger. It'll talk to uh, Jimmy Sanders, who's the head of security at Netflix DVD. It'll Lakshmi Hanspel, who's the CISO at Box, and Mickey Bellin, who works a lot in this space with education and um, executive roundtables. So I, I put that out there just so people can understand the piece that the state is actually advocating for. And what I do as a volunteer, so I'm completely unpaid, is the public-private partnership because we have the standards. Let's use cybersecurity as an example. We have the curriculum standards. The curriculum will go out this fall to the earliest group of apprentices. We have initial apprentices through companies like IBM, like Boeing, like Cisco. But we are looking for more companies to take advantage of this because they basically get to have an apprentice that will come out within 18 months as fully trained. And during that 18 month time, they're going to get a resource that is below market value for what they'd have to do in terms of sponsoring, arranging, setting up recruiting, and then um, actually training them. So it's actually quite a good deal for both the private sector as well as the apprentice sponsor. Yeah. So we're going to take a break. I actually want to come back and um, I do want to talk about diversity and inclusion and some of the stats um, I'll, I'll open up with some of the stats specifically around women in tech um, that is a kind of a focal point for me and um, certainly people of color as well and just other or sort of aspects of the diversity conversation. I also want to talk about uh, the like benefits to the corporations in terms of tax breaks and see if there's any discussion in the way of that. So we'll come right back and continue where we left off. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Keith Koo, who is the founder and managing partner of Guardian Insight Group. Um, Keith participates in several um, task force and uh, specifically the California Governor's Cyber Task Force, as well as the Interagency Advisory Committee on Apprenticeships. And we were just talking about an upcoming September 2nd um, California Cyber Convening. Uh, where he will be leading a panel on di- on diversity and inclusion. Um, and, you know, as you know, uh, I've had the great opportunity to work with you as well as Mickey. I was, I was uh, just so grateful to her uh, for sort of connecting me to Ignite Worldwide. Um, just, just, just began a partnership with them. And uh, for the listening audience, uh, they do great work. They actually go into schools throughout the Bay Area, starting in the sixth grade. And they um, prepare girls for careers in IT um, using a STEM curriculum and also bringing in leaders, uh, women uh, leaders in the IT space to speak into the lives of those sixth graders on up to 12th graders. And so we, what we've designed is an apprenticeship program whereby um, the, the kids, the, and usually these are girls that are coming from underserved communities, uh, those girls have a pathway into the uh, tech apprenticeship through Love Never Fails. And then we also have the populations that we typically serve, which are many shelters across the Bay Area that serve domestic violence victims, as well as homeless women, as well as uh, survivors of human trafficking. And so between those two populations, we're going to be, we hope 
that we'll be able to secure um, an upcoming grant um, from the state of California for to um, provide um, a paid apprenticeships to a hundred women. And so um, that that grant is still pending. So we're hoping we got our fingers crossed. But, you know, we did that. A few stats I wanted to just throw out there. So, um, you know, one of the stats in 19 uh, in 2019, uh, the U.S. Department of Labor indicated that only 25 percent of um, of the the task force in the in or the labor force, rather, in the computing world were women. And then when you look at Hispanic women and African, African-American women, they only represent two to three percent of the IT industry. And so, um, you know, that's one of the data points that I found to be very alarming, especially when you think about the um, the challenges that the service industry where women and particularly women of color are predominantly employed is actually just being destroyed by COVID-19. And other, you know, other um, market disruptions are, are are really impacting those service industries at a, a in in a pretty significant way. Whereas the IT industry is the least impacted industry, and so I have really been trying to do some shift work, if you will, in moving these women and women of color into this direction of IT. Not necessarily, by the way, Keith, to be engineers, but participate in the digital economy. Go and get marketing jobs, get sales jobs, get admin jobs, working in I, in the IT industry. Why? Because that industry is more stable and that industry is innovating and it is finding ways, unfortunately, to disrupt the service market. And so you want to get on the boat that's going to stay, you know, floating a, a little bit more um, readily than than the others. And so, um, you know, that's my angle. I want to I want to hear from you. You know, you're you're going to open up this panel, and uh, on September second, what what's your what are you seeing, and what is the narrative that um, that you think is most uh, relevant, and that you'll kind of be bringing forth? Maybe if you could give us a little bit of a preview. Yeah, thanks, Vanessa. I'd love to give a little bit of a preview without giving it all away because you'll have to attend the September second. Otherwise, yeah. the state will be very uh, very irritated at me. But no, it's yeah. all good. Diversity and inclusion, to start off with, it means different things to different folks. Uh, I think with the panel we have coming up on September 2nd, we're actually talking about diversity and inclusion at a holistic level because I can, do, I can give examples of uh, people of color, women who were giving opportunities in and how a lot of them embrace it, but also there's other things involved why they may or may not be able to take advantage of the program. And Absolutely. there's some structural things with that. I can, I can talk about where in some cases, one of the groups that I'm on the advisory board of is humans for AI, which I know that love never fails is very aware of humans for AI was started by Vina Amanoth at the time. She was the CTO of HP enterprise. And now she's the head of artificial intelligence for Deloitte. Her passion was in ensuring that even professionals as we think about automation coming down, artificial intelligence, people being afraid of being obsolesced or having their jobs uh, removed, that she's been doing this for years where she's been wanting to create these training programs so that even professionals who have a different skill set can transition from, say, a service job into a job that requires oversight over artificial intelligence automation. Uh, we made that opportunity available with Love Never Fails. We had a number of folks who could take advantage of it, but then in some cases, People didn't even have the basic bare resources to even say, go to UC Berkeley's campus and attend. So, right. so when we talk about diversity and inclusion, I think all of us have a preconceived idea of what that means for us. But we're actually talking about people who, and I don't want to get into stereotypes. So we get into points like, well, they deserve, they didn't deserve. But let's just talk about structurally. There are people who have the skills, have um, you know, the intelligence required or what have you for the level, but they just can't even get there. So what programs are available? And I mean, physically get there, get on a bus, get on BART with COVID-19. How do they actually get to the location? Do we give them an Uber? Do we give them a Lyft? Well, that's questionable in the state of California at the current moment. But those are some of the things we're talking about. We're going to be talking about pathways. We're going to talk, be talking about um, non-traditional education, which we talked about in the first segment of the show, is yeah. 
one thing that COVID-19 has done, I think, in a positive way, it's really questioned how a lot of these structures are rethinking things. I mean, I can just go off, not even talk about DNI, but let's say your kid is going to go to Harvard for 70000 a year, but now it's a remote learning. There are many people yeah. saying, why am I sending my kid to Harvard for right. 70000 a year when they're going to be getting distance learning and a lot of Harvard's classes for this type of thing can be free. So, so yeah. DNI it, it is shaking uh, it up. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing I'm not sure if we'll have time to talk about in the state of California is convening, but I want to bring up now too, is also there's a lot of talk now on neurodiversity. Mm. So what about people who are diagnosed as being on having a spectrum right. a condition or dyslexia? And I think right. that hasn't been addressed at all. And so we've had some fascinating roundtables around uh, those aspects of diversity as well. Yeah, Diane Delaney over at IBM did a great job of highlighting some of that. And I think you you and Mickey co-hosted a venue for us to kind of drill into that. And I have a granddaughter that has autism and, um, you know, she's three years old. And I'd love for us to, you know, I was really um, grateful for that conversation because, um, you know, I, I want one of the young men that's in my youth group. Um, he's brilliant. I mean, brilliant. Um, and there's just a few things that, you know, he he can't do or do well, but I mean, if you set him up for success, he will totally nail, uh, whatever it is that he, you know, you, you give him to do. And so, um, I, I think, I think that this whole spectrum, (laughs) no pun intended, of, of DNI is an, is so important It's it's, it's ethnic. It's gender, it's uh, gender identity, it's, um, it's uh, you know, um, your experience, right? And, and you know, some of your, um, the way that your mind thinks, the way that your mind works, the way that you even, you know, the, I mean, when I think about diversity, there's other pieces too. You know, when you have a child that has special needs, what does that look like for you? Whether you're a man or a woman that's raising a child with special needs, can you get to the places that you need to go. We have one of our survivors that works at, uh, that works at Cisco. And she says, if they weren't supportive of the fact that my son has autism, I wouldn't be able to work here. And so there's all these sort of uh, iterations that uh, we need to pay special attention to. Okay. Well, we're, we got to take a break. We're going to come right back. I want to talk a little bit more about, um, you know, things that you're doing in the community, your show, Um, We talked about Bitcoin. Uh, We did an article together. Remember that? Um, And so let's let's talk about some more industry pieces uh, as we come back. Thanks so much for everyone listening to Love Never Fails Radio. We'll be right back. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash, consolidation, and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. All right, and welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We, again, are in the studio with Keith. We've just been having a great conversation about all things apprenticeship, cybersecurity, tech. Um, You know, uh, just I wanted to clarify that also Love Never Fails is the proponent of uh, other things aside of cybersecurity. We are a cybersecurity pre-apprenticeship program, but I love that you're defining the networking standards because we're all about that. Um, and we also are developing a partnership with IBM now. 
So I'm um, excited about that. That kind of came out of our 100 Women Apprenticeship Program. So we hope to be doing that. And then we're also doing Agile Scrum Master. Um, mm-hmm. We have an Agile Scrum Master pathway. And that was really for people who are not interested in becoming engineers, but they're technically minded, but they're more sort of business oriented. And then most recently, we're actually developing a relationship with Transformation Continuum, and we're super excited. We're going to be doing some, um, some uh, probably some press releases coming up here, uh, but they're going to be helping us with the sales pathway, just pure sales. And so, um, you know, I think just in terms of uh, where the state is headed. Oh, I did have an, I, I didn't, I said it in the last segment. I wanted to ask you. So, you know, the big question here is, I think, you know, the, I think these organizations, the Cisco's, the IBM's, we've been doing a lot of talking about doing this, but it seems like the tipping point is some sort of tax break or some sort of financial benefit. Is there any, are there any discussions about that that you know of? underway? Yes, there are. I don't want to misspeak though for the state. So the best thing to do, and we have a further conversation and I'll bring it up. I'm going to have my own show. So my show is Silicon Valley Insider. I'm doing a show right before the cyber convening, which is September 2nd. So mm-hmm. the weekend right before that, my show will air, which will have uh, director Kelly Mackey of the okay. DAS Division of Apprenticeship Great. Standards and Dr. Keith Clement, who's the author of the Cybersecurity uh, Curriculum Foundation. We can talk to them because when it comes to these breaks, it's through her, Kelly's group in the state. They're, they're the relationship managers between companies and the program. And that's one thing I wanted to bring up, too, since you brought up Cisco and IBM. Generally speaking, a mid-sized company, and a mid-sized company could be a $4 billion software company. They don't automatically think that they have the time and effort and resources to deal with a state entity because they think it's going to take you know, a lot of people to help get the program off the ground. So this is where if you email us info at svin.biz, which is my radio show, I'll get them connected to the state directly so that one of Kelly's team can work out the pathway for the onboarding. Cause that's where IBM, a Cisco, a Boeing, they actually do get some type of assistance. I just can't off the top of my head say what that looks like. Cause I'm not the state. Okay. So, so yes, there are incentives. And, and, and the incentive alone is actually still going to get a qualified resource uh, faster and cheaper than if you had to go out and hire your own. But yeah, I mean, I, that to me is the no brainer. Right. And the fact that we, um, you know, we have to do a lot of convincing past that is a little bit troubling. But um, that being said, you know, I, I you know, I get it. And I, I want I'm, I'm happy to hear that there's some incentive. So. So, so while, you know, we have a few, few more minutes here left and I want to just pick your brain because I know there's a lot going on in there. What's going on? You know, the, the top uh, skill set, I looked at the top 10 skill sets of a, of a worker, you know, of a, of a worker in, in this age and blockchain was at the top. Blockchain was at the top. So just trends. What, what are you seeing trend wise? What, what, uh, what, you know, if somebody's listening in and they know nothing about tech, um, you know, what are, what are some things that are uh, going to be realized and actualized by uh, all, of, uh, all of the folks that are listening? That's a great question. When we talk about the Interagency Advisory Committee on Apprenticeships, we looked at 17 existing job classifications in the state and how that translates to the modern era. And we decided to lock down on six. And the six off the top of my head, we talked about cybersecurity, which is number one. We talked about networking, which I personally lead as a volunteer. That's number two. And actually, the good thing about networking is to become a cybersecurity expert, it's less important that you know how to do software development. It's more important that you have a foundation in networking, which is what Love Never Fails, one of the pillars. So we'll have to talk about that offline. Um, Then we talk about the concept of system administration, which I will use the modern term of DevOps. Mm -hmm. And DevOps or cloud ops is becoming the new system administration. You need the same core skill set. When you talk to IBM, it's more like mainframe, which is kind of a very specific niche now between banks and government entities. Not many people have mainframes anymore. So think about system administrator. You think about database administrator and you think about data scientist. And then you think about the whole concept of analyst, which I use analyst as the catch-all for somebody who understands 
the basis of technology, more important that they're on a project manager analyst track. So there's less technology involved with that and more critical thinking and business acumen. Yeah. So that, that's the general theme. When you ask about blockchain, it's funny because there's so much mystique around it. Two years ago, uh, blockchain was all the rage. It was the most looked up job sought after by software developers. Uh, it's kind of flipped. It's now one of the most actively sought out jobs for companies. But because blockchain is associated with cryptocurrency, a lot of the hotshot developers have turned away from blockchain because they don't think they're going to make a fast buck anymore. But what I will say is to demystify blockchain, all blockchain in the modern, in the modern use of the blockchain, almost all blockchains at its core have open source software. And when you hear open source software, that means that literally anyone can have access to learning the languages. And so yeah. people don't like me saying it, but you and I, because we did an article uh, on Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, you and I could copy Bitcoin tonight and it would be structurally exactly the same, but it wouldn't have any usage or adoption. So it'd actually be worthless. But the actual code to Bitcoin can be copied at any time, but you can't copy the network. It's more of a parallel universe. So when you hear blockchain or any other job or fad you're interested in, what's the underlying skill set? Yes. I'm not technical, but I could tell you that the Python programming language is yes. almost key in every application, whether it's blockchain, cybersecurity, or artificial intelligence, right? That, that yes. language is going to be there no matter what. So if yes. it were me, I would try to study Python first and then figure out where I want to go. I think that was one of the guidances we gave to the state in developing the pathway was a lot of people by natural affinity to make money want to go into cybersecurity or gaming. And when I say gaming, like esports, e-games, video games, not like necessarily casino games. Um, yeah. Many, many computer science graduates go into those fields anyway. Yeah. So why don't we look at what were the core skill sets and let them decide where they're going to go? Why, why start with cybersecurity? Why don't we start right. with the foundation? The foundation will lead to a cybersecurity career. That's exactly our, what we're doing. Yeah. So we start off with a one day workshop for three hours, uh, three to four hours, uh, where you learn to code a video game in Python. Literally from beginning and you're done. You coded a video game. And that's where people's heads begin to spin like, whoa, I use Python. I've never done tech anything. I went on the trinket. I coded a video game in Python. I'm, I'm, I'm super smart, right? So, so that happens, step one. And then step two is um, come in and, and participate in one of our, our Google or IBM or, or Cisco pathway or Scrum Agile pathway. And then, and then from there, it, you layer on cybersecurity. But the, you know, you've got to get people, first of all, you got to get them interested, right? So I know we've got to, we've got to come to an end here on, on this segment, but um, uh, I just want to um, thank you so much, Keith, for being with us. We're going to come back and talk about events that are going on in the community. Um, and Keith actually has to drop off here, but uh, we are so grateful for all that you're doing, Keith. I look forward to September 2nd. Uh, the convening. I will absolutely be on there listening. And uh, thank you for all you do. Sure. And Vanessa, thanks for having me. Like I said, this is one of my volunteer passions. Anyone who wants information on the convening or how to get their company hooked up into the apprenticeship program, email me at info at svin.biz. And I'm happy to get you connected with the state. Awesome. Thanks again, Keith. All right. We'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com.
Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. Um, so thanks again to Keith Koo for uh, uh, joining us. I'm just going to jump into some uh, events that are going on in the community. Super excited. Um, uh, we actually are starting up a variety of activities uh, over Zoom. Uh, you know, we, we as most folks did, um, we uh, shifted some of our activities uh, out in the year and and then we also did a bunch of um, uh, a bunch of uh, cancellations unfortunately it just uh, you know just couldn't um, couldn't figure out how to make some of these things work but we're back in business we're super excited um, and ready to um, kind of jump back into doing some Python classes uh, the ICAP classes uh, with Rede Chef and the rest of the crew. And so I want to just encourage you to check out our website, loveneverfailsus.com forward slash events. You're going to start to see more ICAP uh, classes come there. We also, um, uh, as I mentioned earlier, are going to uh, do a or uh, start a new cohort for Google IT starting on September 24th. It'll be on Thursday evenings for the first month, and then we'll add Monday evenings. Um, after that, it's at 6 o'clock, 6 to 8 p.m., Thursday evenings. It is a hybrid class, so there is a self-study component, and there is a uh, in-person uh, component, which, is again, is on Thursdays from 6 to 8, and then uh, moves, uh, adds Mondays from 6 to 8 um, a month into the cohort. And that will conclude in December. We just graduated a group of of, of uh, six, actually five students, uh, last last Thursday, and um, so I just want to give a shout out to Kendra, Kim, uh, a- Angelo, Angel, and Israel. So excited for you as you completed your Google IT cert and are moving into um, the steps that need to be taken for your paid apprenticeship program. Um, so excited for them, and. Uh, and then we have a, a variety of other things that I want to invite you to uh, get involved in. Number one, uh, we transitioned, as y'all know, our, our, our store over to online. And we now have an online store. It's uh, store.loveneverfailsus.com. Beautiful items there. We're talking Cole Haan, Michael Kors, um, just um, a bunch of brand name things if you're into that. Other stuff that isn't brand name that's super cute and very inexpensive. One of the items that, um, unfortunately, I can't wear four or five inch heels anymore. But this one pair of red Michael Kors heels that are boots. And they are on sale for $59.99 on the, on the store. They normally uh, go for $120 um, for a used pair of those boots. And so that just gives you an idea of the cost savings that you'll see and the really cute things that are there. And of course, your shopping gives back. I mean, what could be better? This is a retail therapy and you get to give back. It's all good. So encourage you to check that out. That's store.loveneverfailsus.com. Also, um, if you would like to take some of our IT classes, you can do so for free and in a self-study uh, uh, pace, if you will, not our hybrid class, but our self-study classes are free and at your own pace. And you can do that by signing up loveneverfailsus.com forward slash IT biz. So that's another um, great way for you to start investing in yourself um, and learning more. We have an entrepreneurship class where you can learn about, you know, maybe some more sales or business development ideas around uh, tech specifically around Cisco. And, and then we have a Internet of Introduction to Internet of Things class, Introduction to Cybersecurity class. You can, of course, as I mentioned, go into our hybrid um, Google IT class. Uh, we, uh, will be, we will host a Cisco Certified Technician um, class uh, cohort, uh, which will be a hybrid course um, coming up in the next couple of months. And so look out for that. So there's a lot of um, great opportunity for you to just start investing in yourself. and want to encourage you to do that. Um, 
Other things is uh, we pray on the first Sunday of every month. If you want to be involved in that, reach out to me. I'm at Vanessa at loveneverfailsus.com. We also are continuing to now we actually have adopted two more hotels, one in Pittsburgh, Motel 6, and another one in Hayward, which is called Heritage Inn. And lastly, and so, oh, I'm sorry. So just if you want to give, if you want to contribute to those hotel adoptions, we're at Casablanca, we're at Bay Breeze, we're at Heritage Inn, we're at Motel 6. If you want to give toiletries, you want to contribute food, you can do that on Wednesdays from 10 to 12 p.m. You can drop those items to Felicia at our store, and that address is 22580 Grand Street in Hayward. Just give Felicia an email before you come so she knows you're coming. And her email is F-L, I'm sorry, F-E-L-I-C-I-A at loveneverfillsus.com. I also want to thank you for supporting us with our house. Our CSEC house is coming along. We actually are uh, soft opening today. You'll learn more about that next week. And we just want to thank you so much for uh, what you have done to allow us to get this far. Our soft opening is, is involving um, our first girl who's 16 years old being introduced to our environment. She's not actually going to be living with us just yet. She's actually going to start doing activities with us so she can get comfortable and then she will move in uh, at a later date. Um, but we are so grateful that you have invested in this opportunity. And if you haven't had a chance to support this work, we urge you to do that by going to loveneverfailsus.com forward slash donate. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening into today's show. Uh, we are um, so grateful for you. And if you haven't heard it before, you need to hear it again. We just want you to know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Give up a chance. Give up your